This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Good evening, everybody. I haven't, I, I didn't realise what time it was. Started a little bit late and only just plugged my headphones in now. Um, so here we go. Good evening and welcome to The Late Late Show with myself and Ed. Um, we are, it's Wednesday, it's 10 o'clock. We're going to be talking about memory, our memories from school. We're going to be talking about um, some edgy topics. This is Teachers Talk Radio and you are listening live. Tune in live at ttradio.org or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. Good evening, Ed. Uh, evening. How are you, sir? Very, a very slick start for me today. I was, yeah, I was busy, no tentacles. A reply to James Mannion, uh, rethinking, rethinking education, and suddenly yeah. I saw it was ten o'clock on my phone. I thought, "Oh dear, better start the show. Better start the show." Um, yeah, well, we weren't late. No, we're fine. You didn't we were right. say that. People would have thought no. that we were like in a studio somewhere, twiddling knobs with a producer in the next room. You know. Yeah. How are you? I am still under the weather with this COVID. And so can I take this moment to send my love and appreciation out to all the other tens of thousands of people who were like four weeks down the line and still just knackered. Are Honestly. you still knackered? So did you, did, you, did you feel rested during the holiday at all or not really? I had really? a great holiday. I really did. I did manage to switch off from school and all of that business. And I you know, mm. we went up to London and saw the amazing Stonehenge exhibition, which is... To my mind, just extraordinary. Douglas is in the room, and he's—he wasn't impressed. He you were what? Into the, is that the British Museum? Yeah, yeah. Got to go. I think it's astonishing. We did that, and I mean, you went up to Oxford and saw friends. So yeah, I had a really good break, but I just—I wasn't at any point not knackered, and I'm knackered now. And I've got a head full of cotton wool, so it takes me ages to put ideas together. I'm, totally I'm really I'm sorry that you, you probably want to be in bed. I—you I, probably want to be in bed tonight. We have to do this show at ten o'clock. We could, we could, you know. I think there is possibly. A slot a bit earlier. Yeah, I reckon um, we should negotiate an earlier slot. If I'm honest, this is kind of this isn't what we should be broadcasting. This is sort of offline chat, isn't it? But I, I do honestly think we should see if we can get an earlier slot because ten o'clock is my bedtime. I should be. I think it is. I think up. it is. It definitely is my bedtime tonight because I had I have I had I've had two silly late nights. Um, oh, so yeah. Sunday night I, I was, yeah. was supposed to be taking. I did take Ollie back up to Nottingham on Sunday. Um, we were supposed to be leaving Kent at 11 in the morning mm. and we didn't leave until 1.30. We had a no, nice pub lunch at 10 to 5 in Leicestershire yeah. um, and, and I've dropped him in Nottingham, <laughs> stopped with a friend just not far off, off the uh, A14 um, north mm. of Cambridge, Cottenham, um, for a coffee at about 8.30 in a chat and then left there at 9.30 and had to have a little wander around and a kip at Lakeside Services <laughs> just before the Dartford Bridge, and yeah. um, and then got back at midnight on Monday night and then had a parents' know, evening. Isn't that okay on a school night? Oh, no, and their parents... It's late. Evening. It's late. Then I had a parents' evening on Monday night, and then uh, and then Tuesday, yesterday, my my day off, which was, mm-hmm. was lovely, but I went to went to London to a gig, and, oh, and but, yeah. because... Rockin' Ross, we went to see Granddaddy, or more precisely Jason Little of Granddaddy, mm. playing with the Lost 
machine orchestra at the Palladium. It was it was there was about a nine piece orchestra and some very very nice lovely lovely music and in and we sat in the stalls and watched that that was great but then we also did crazy golf in the afternoon went on a river trip on the river so i had a proper london day yesterday <laughs> but not, then this is not my life you know no, crazy golf trips on, on the river I, 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 none, of it, none of it was my plan it was all, all rocking ross looking after me and oh, um rock and, and rocking on rock and ross and then we went to um uh because yeah, and then I decided to stay at his in New Malden mm-hmm. so I could have a few beers and then not have to drive back from the station because I'm still not living on top of a station, which would be which would be good, I think, in the future, near future. But um, so I then drove back here this morning, so I only had about five hours kit last night, so I could Ooh. I could really do with, yeah, could do with being in bed. So yes, okay. Well, um, let's anyway. finish on time. Let's let's make a little. We're going to finish on time and to the yeah. listener that we're going to knock it off no later than eleven. Hey, hey, look who's entered the studio. Alex has entered the studio. And we've got Lucy, as always. I like Alex. And Alex has just, he's just launched his own YouTube channel. um, Has he? Watching Right, Right, you know, because his surname is Right. And and this is Alex at Curtained Sleep on on Twitter. But he's not very Mm. active on Twitter anymore. He's he's more behind Mm. the scenes in the dark places on Discord. Um, And I just watched a bit. Discord ain't the dark place. Discord Discord is the light place compared to, to... Twitter. Twitter. Twitter's a oh, no, no. place Did, now. No, Discord's it? good. No, no, no. I didn't mean just, just but in the you know, Alex's writing is 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 wonderfully deep and 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 yeah. and, and creative. Hi, hi, he's saying hi. And Lucy, um, yeah, she watched a bit a bit of beginning of it. It was quite interesting. I thought it was quite good. Anyway, so so um there we go. Nice to have you. Thank you. Hello, anyone else? It is just the four of us at the moment. So um Okay. Uh, well there we are. Um now, Ed, we we you couldn't join me last week, us. Because no, you went I to the unthanked. Uh, I was at a gig. Was that good? Oh, yeah. Was that good? Well, it was good. I don't. Do you know the unthanks? Yeah, uh, yeah, I do. They're they're sort of folky northeast northeast lasses, aren't they? Folky northeast lasses. Yeah, yeah. With a um, with a, a huge great, <laughs> a huge great. Band, a lot of harmony. Is that right? A lot of harmony. Yeah, loads of great harmonies. And like the musical director is clearly very very clever. But just once in a while, you thought, do you know what? I would just like this paired back a bit. I don't know that I need the string quartet and the trumpet, you know, and the, and no. the keyboards. Maybe it's if it's really about these two girls' voices, maybe it would be great just to listen Acapella. to two girls' voices, you know. Um, yeah, no, they did one track. They do a track um, about a magpie, which I think they have always had in a set and has always been an acapella thing. And it's the highlight of the night, you know. You don't. If you've got amazing voices that yeah. you know, when you hear brothers or sisters singing together, there's always that really special way that the voices meld together, isn't there? You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, I just which I quite what... liked. Who I saw, I saw them at the End of the Road Festival in 2010. And there's another band, two two females, the Smoke Smoke Fairies, who mm-hmm. both sort of a bit folky, but had a bit of bit of scuzzy guitar as well which i just you think know, like i like too. a bit of scuzz i felt yeah. i really love the, the unthanks and i some of the tracks kill me every time like the king of rome it's not they didn't write it so yeah, i'd know it from june Tabor's singing i think originally yeah bill caddick used to sing it you know it's not a new song but um do you know what the way that that that, that song killed me every single time but for a whole evening i think i'd like something a little bit rougher in there somewhere one of them, yeah. one of the other things. I don't know if you know our friend Mark Aston, who uh, is on Twitter as at Watonomy. 
Oh yes, at what time, enemy? Yeah, yeah, much, yeah. Much less active than he was back in. I the think day. We, a lot of us are. A lot of us are. Time. Great, great back catalogue of blogs. I just read them all. You know, just imagine you bought yourself a book and go through his back catalogue of blogs. But uh, yeah, one of the unthanks used to teach clog dancing at his school when he was a teacher in the northeast. There you go. That is, like, I thought that is such a great claim to fame. Um, Ed, yeah, we. We've got we've got quite well. We have you know we can do what we like because it's our show. But but we want to catch up on on teachers' memories, the most memorable stuff from school. Mm. We're going to do that a little bit later because yeah. I thought there has been a few things that have caught my eye today. There've been a few things happening on Twitter. I have to confess, I've not researched them very well. But but there's been there's been a lot of um, burble sing bashing, um, yes, Miss Snuffy bashing based on her. Um, online attendance of the science and technology um, Funny, isn't it? select committee say one deeply deeply stupid thing and all these people pick you up on it mm. and uh, you know it's a shame because i'm sure she said lots of very intelligent she does say lots of she, i think she's she's very eloquent she's very smart mm. she's 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 all right but and lots of people are nasty to her because they don't agree with her politically and they don't agree know, with her politically I think that's and she's very forthright nice. they don't also Quite a lot of people don't necessarily agree with her. She does her, herself um, the Michaela well, culture, you know. I was going to say she does herself no favors. Maybe she actually does herself loads of favors. You know, she can press a button and get the outrage going. You know, and it's horses for courses with schools. I truly believe. I think you know that sounds like Michaela's doing very well for the kids that go to Michaela. Absolutely. Some kids, some kids it would be deaf, and for some kids it's exactly the right thing. And she's in London. There's an awful lot of schools in London. There is some element of choice involved. If she's the only school in your neighbourhood because you're in a small market town with one secondary school, well, then it's a bit of a, a bit harder, then, isn't it? You yeah, know, good point, well made. Really good point, well made. Very narrow furrow that just isn't right for the kid. But she's yeah. in, uh, she's in the busy London. There's lots of schools. You want to go there, you go there. It's fine. Yeah. I've got no beef with that at all. However, what she said at the committee today was uh, offensive to just about every single one of us, I think. And, uh, yeah, whether I she think... knew it was when she was saying it and pressing the old outrage button because she does love to press that button. She does. I don't yeah. think so. I think it's too stupid for that. I think that. But, but I watched. It, I watched mouth. a bit of it. I watched a bit of it on 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 because someone yeah. sent a link around on on and I watched a bit and I like watching a bit of select committee stuff occasionally. I mean, yeah, it's very I really rare that I do. That, but, yeah. but 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 um, but she what what was forget the physics comment and the, the female mm. stuff we, we've talked about science before and i'm sure we'll talk mm-hmm. about science again but i don't want to go too far down that route today but it was more that that and we're allowed to do this on a radio show because we've got five mm. listeners and and maybe 420 oh, downloaders well um yeah. but but i think you know she's appointed by the government as a social mobilities yeah. are she's in a very um highly thought of experienced now head of a mm-hmm. really interesting school and mm-hmm. and she was talking completely off the cuff you know in in a, in a government select committee and she and she's not an expert on science education that's not her thing mm-hmm. as far as i know so she was she was just it, i just watched her and i just thought you know she was she was kind of there wasn't there wasn't any robustness to what she was saying at all, you know. It was it was just poor. I thought that was what was poor. But you know, no, she was saying get... things like "my feeling is" or "my guess," you know. And you go, well, this isn't the type of time or the place. But yeah. So, so but then that's if you that's... don't know, say you don't know. Exactly. This is part exactly. of government. It's a select committee. 
Yeah, and the select committee, but maybe the select committee shouldn't have invited her on there because, um, you know, maybe they should, if they're going to talk, you know, but then she was talking, I suppose, I suppose she wasn't just meant to be talking about science. They were talking about diversity and inclusion in in um, the, in the sciences and stuff like that. So um, oh, it wasn't. Yeah. I mean, she she is has a government appointed role as the social mobility czar, doesn't she? Yeah. So it's right for her to be involved. Problem is, she doesn't appear to have any. <laughs> backing forward. well she always brings it back as well she she brought it back to you know the best way to you know that you know, she talked about the sort of challenges with science and said you know there's not enough good science teaching there's not enough good science teachers and stuff and obviously i get a bit annoyed about that she she may well be right um because you know as we've discussed before if you're really bloody good at maths or physics or chemistry um or a collection of those subjects age mm. 23 having done your degree um and you think, oh yeah, I'm going to do this. Then you're probably going to go and work in industry or engineering or or something because you know it, it's frankly it's more exciting discovering new science yeah, or absolutely. developing scientific projects than it is teaching the same old curriculum to the same old Does kids hey, listen, all listen, year. Toby, 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 are you now a chemist or are you now a teacher? I, I I think I have to describe myself as a teacher. I'm a former yeah. scientist. You know I'm a people, former scientist. It makes me chuckle when people say, you know, people who've got, you know, they've got their A level and an undergraduate degree in, you know, let's say geography, and they say, oh, no, I'm a geographer. I'm a geographer. Mm. Like, no, you're not. You're not. You're, you're a <laughs> you've teacher. got a degree in geography. You're a teacher. You've got a degree. You know, frankly, having a, you know, a first degree in geography is a bit laughable. You know, if you were actually going to be a geographer, like, you got your first degree. Well, I think you might want to go off and get a couple, you know. But, you know, some people are very, very strict about it. You know, oh, no, I, you know. Lucy wants to call in. I'm, I'm risking it. You know, oh, Lucy. Sort of think, oh, sorry. I'm, I'm listening to you, Ed. But Lucy you just decided she wanted to call in. And I know who Lucy is. And I trust yeah. her. Whereas the person who called in last week, I'm sure is lovely, but she'd had a couple of drinks and it was a bit of a, a bit of a disaster. Well, a couple of drinks. Yeah. <laughs> Lucy's not calling in now. Okay, all right then. Sure. Maybe she'll try again in a minute. No, anyway, yeah, I just think it's a funny thing, you know. So, um, you know, and the same, the same, you know, if somebody said, "Well, I'm, a, you know, I'm a, I am a chemist," and you go, "Well, what have you got? We got my undergraduate degree, and then I did a PGCE, and then I teach children." So, well, you're not, you're a, you think. So, if somebody said, "Oh, I'm, I'm a, I'm a geographer," oh, are you? Yeah, well, I lay carpets, but I did a degree in geography once. So you're, yeah. you're evidently not a geographer, my friend. You're a you're a carpet layer with a degree in geography. You know. Well, so, I've always that's what that's what I've always found so confusing is when people describe themselves as a chemist or an artist or something because that's what they studied at university or or even even at A level, you know. Um, yeah. Or, and and it is yeah, but you know, in fact, fair play to someone who's I think teaching worldview. I don't mm. necessarily fully agree with, but he's he's got quite a big presence on Twitter, and he's he says a lot of quite wise stuff. But I don't agree with a lot of his manner and a lot of what he says. But I think he's a generally on balance pretty good. But I'm about Adam Boxer. Adam Boxer. He he he's he he says, look, I'm not. I'm not a chemist. I'm a chemistry teacher, and yeah. and um, you know, but he has obviously has a chemistry degree, and he he knows the chemistry curriculum probably as well as anybody else does. And yeah. whereas there are many brilliant practicing chemists that won't know the chemistry curriculum very well, it's two entirely different things. But obviously, yeah. I have a slightly prob slight problem with that because we sort of teach people to pass chemistry exams. Anyway, anyway let's get back to it. So she's saying there's yeah. not enough good science teachers. On what basis is, does she say this? Has she, has, she, has she met them all? You know, well, I think... What's, what's, I, the, her, yeah. you know, what's, what's the deal? But also it's the whole it's the whole sort of STEM thing. And then then Tabitha 
um, Macintosh has been talking about, you know, how, you know, it's so easy and it's so lazy to sort of say they're not enough females going into um not enough women going into physics or doing physics a level yeah, doing maths a levels yeah. but 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 then there are not enough men doing english a level as well you know if you're going to play with the whole sort of gender thing so yeah. so it's all a bit but and it's not really true i think there are, I, I met i went on saturday yeah. i went for the sixth time to a thing called galactic challenge it's run at various different schools but it's it's um a sort of um uk space design agency or something but it was hosted by a school called beads in um uh, which is a private school in in east sussex um big shout out to heathfield community college where mark oh, Enzer yeah. used to teach um oh, and yeah. i believe they have a fantastic head they were the only state school like this little competition and i thought they were fantastic so i'm just gonna do a bit of um um, shout out to heathfield community college and and their students who participated in this thing i was there there were about probably ooh, i don't know 12 or so other prep schools there so it's kids year six year seven year eight mm-hmm. um and um really really great event but they had the ju- on the judging panel they had a female physics researcher mm-hmm. from imperial they had a female um ex-pupil from the school who did a degree yeah. in physics and philosophy at king's and she was now a project manager at bae bae systems you know physicist mm-hmm. um you you said on Twitter to me, or maybe it was on WhatsApp, um, your your um, your late wife was a um, physicist as well. Yeah, Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, she yeah. Did. She, so she you know there angry, are plenty yeah. of bloody brilliant female physicists oh, yeah. out there, um, and there are plenty of brilliant male English literature graduates as well, aren't there, Ed? So there we go. Um, yeah. But you know it's all a bit. It all gets I, don't, I mean, the idea that it's the hard maths that puts them off. I just thought, oh come on, you know, we've got we we've seen, you know, the attainment in in GCSE is stronger for for yeah. for girls, but, isn't it? But you also, know? I mean, you know, it, hard maths may put people off, but frankly, if you're going to do physics at A level or beyond. Then you've got to be pretty good at maths, to be honest, because it, you know, <laughs> it's, it, there's a lot of maths. Well, I can in make physics. out physics basically is just you can't. The idea, you know, yeah. in key stage three, you can take the maths out of science to kind of teach science, but once mm. you get to sort of, you know, GCSE and beyond, you know, you, you've got to have a bit of maths in there because yeah. uh, it's patterns and trends and all that yeah, stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, well, I just don't think there is. You know, there's so. You know, my, my, you know, my wife, yes, she did do physics at St Andrews and she did get a degree, you know, and she, you know, she specialised in astrophysics and she had a, she had a, you know, she had a brilliant mind, you know, and she, she was very good. However, she encountered a lot of nasty misogyny and a lot of, you know, and she went, she went to um, university when she was, it was 16, she went, um, so she was very young and very insecure in lots of ways. She had a brilliant, you know, brilliant maths brain, but she was uh, younger than most of the other students and from a working class background, not from a privileged background, which, you know, at St. I don't know if you know St. Andrews at all, but it's uh, it's uh, full of posh boys. It's full of posh yes, it is. boys who couldn't. Yeah. Know, and so I don't think that, I think the reason that she didn't pursue physics was not because she wasn't clever enough to do it, it was because she'd met an awful lot of, sexist misogynistic people in that field you know and i'm sure it's not you know sure things have improved this is a few years ago but you know if you maybe the young women who aren't taking physics aren't stupid maybe that maybe there are 
uh, a lot of those views around. Maybe if you go and visit. Well, I, I mean, I think know, just a university to, department, maybe you find some of them. You know, I don't know. Just to wrap it up, I think I think my overall beef is is with the whole thing is that i think what we we do we narrow down we put people in boxes too early now mm-hmm. there are some people who are really like super mathsy and there are some people yeah. who are super dramatic and you know you've got to go down that sort of creative arts performing arts route or you've got to go down that but mm. but most people can be entirely different when they're 17 to when they're 23 you know and and i think i think that's a problem i think that's a problem so you know if you if you drop science at gcse you can't get back on the science bus which is a real shame she was saying no it's entirely natural and like i don't quite know what she meant by that but she sounded a bit like she was saying that you know well women are a bit like this and men are a bit like that you know women are from 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 venus or mars or whatever whatever it is you know and you know there's some sort of not genetic, but you know some, <laughs> I know some gender, but you know, and it's just so tiresome to hear that stuff. We just know, you know, we all know that's not. Yeah, okay. but I think I think, I think uh, it blew up into something bigger than it probably needed to be. Stupid, and then she's not somebody who likes backing down, is she? So no, it, it blew up into something a bit bigger than it needed to be. But overall, yeah. she didn't have much evidence to back up the stuff she was saying, which I think is no, not is correct on a select out committee. There that she didn't access, presumably because she hasn't read it. Yeah. You know? Exactly. So, plenty of good evidence saying, "Well, hang on a sec. What you're saying there is just yeah. not Maybe that's the select committee's fault. That in the house, you know, in the house, and you've said it in the select committee, it, yeah. it privileges ignorance over genuine, genuine. Yeah. Research. I'm talking genuine research, not the kind of nonsense research we normally run across in these debates in education. Where, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot, a lot of stuff. Teachers have done a lot of stuff, haven't they, as well, and stuff. Anyway, let's move on to the other one briefly. So, yeah. I need to read the full article because um, and I, I also need to read the full Ben um, Newmark blog in response to the article. But George Monbiot yeah. has written an article in The Guardian, I assume. Um, uh, yes, in The Guardian. Uh, <laughs> yeah, seen... got, I got that far. At least I know it's in The Guardian. Yeah, and, and it's in The Guardian. And he wrote, he's wrote it, written it about the increased pre- correlating the increased prevalence in in teenage mental health issues with exam stress mm. i think and and he's, yeah. he's said a lot of interesting stuff in the article as far as i can tell but i need to read the whole thing so i i'm doing a catherine bourbon sling now i'm not i've not got my evidence to back up what i'm about to say and then and then i've read a bit of ben newmark who i think is brilliant and i don't know you know you you know ben quite well as well i think ed and um mm. and he's wrote a sort of a counter blog to the article i'm not criticizing ben in any way because i think he's always very measured and very wise in his his reasoning i don't necessarily share his same views on everything but i think um but but then there's a couple of people i'm not going to say their name because i might get told off but a couple of people who are really quite high profile tweeters who sell a lot of books with sort of cartoons on the cover and and um uh, you know, not teachers anymore. Uh, they have been teachers who then really just, when someone like George Monbiot or a journalist who's quite an intelligent, well-researched journalist who is not, he's not inciting, you know, he's sort of not, in, he's, he's not hyperbolic or whatever is he. He's not, he's not sort of spreading hyperbole or, or he, he's, he's, he's quite, I think thinks things through. And yes, of course, you can disagree with him. Mm-hmm. But I get so annoyed when these sort of 
teacher tweeters then go, oh, you know, writing about character and skills and dispositions and, and knocking exams and, uh, and it all becomes this pointless, pointless self-protectionist, self-preservationist thing about, well, we're doing direct instruction and we're doing knowledge rich and we're teaching people to get better grades and the results are better than they've ever been in these grades and in these exams. And, and all these people are knocking exams and they don't know teachers and they don't know education and they've got no right to talk about it. And, and it just gets, it just annoys me. But I think, I think there is a fair critique of you know the, the suggestion that our increased pressure on exams, GCSEs, and the nine to one scale that that, that was a lot, a lot about that in the article, I think, and the, the Michael Gove reforms, etc. Um, that they that has increased pressure on children and it increased the prevalence of mental health. I think that can be unpicked. I think mm -hmm. schools sometimes transfer too much of their accountability onto oh, children's yes. exam um, efforts. Oh, yes. I think parents, certainly in the middle classes, transfer far too much of their sort of entitlement and hopes and, and expectations onto their children, a lot of pressure. And and so and I think there are lots of other things that, that affect the mental health of adolescents other than the fact they've got to sit loads of exams in, in year eleven or year thirteen. Um but equally the idea that you know, I just I just get a bit annoyed that because the, the the thing is, well, the exams are the fairest and best way of assessment, but then I go a bit deeper and think, well, actually, maybe it's this obsession with assessing where everyone is all the time, or at a random point when people are sixteen and a random point when they're eighteen, that that that's the problem. So it's not yes, ditch the exams and go teacher assessment. That doesn't really solve any problems because that 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 can put all different types of pressure on people but um so anyway so that that was what it was it was all about that and we talked about it before and we'll talk about it again but that's what the, the george well, the heart of thing. It, you've got to say can you imagine another way you know and i think you can imagine another way so yes yeah at the moment maybe that's the only game in town and we have to play it then because we need our kids to get what they need to to go to the next thing and the next yeah. thing after that you know but is there is it possible that you could do it another way yes it is it's horses for courses you know there's more, more than one way to skin a cat and yeah. if you go you know the we have to do it you know by direct instruction or we have to do it by mantle the expert don't, i mean i'm not arguing about the methodology i'm saying if you think that, that that your way is the only way then you are a fool the truth is not in you and you should be given a big slap upside your head I think it's it's all, but my, also my son has been experimenting with different ways of cooking a steak. Right? There's yeah. a lot of different ways to cook a steak. He's been doing the research. He does it properly. He reads the article. He bought himself a meat thermometer because every young man needs a meat thermometer, you know. And on a Friday night, I come home from school and I'm always tired on a Friday. I lie on this strange vinyl sofa I'm sitting on now. He cooks me a steak and he says, you know, what do you think of it? And it's invariably excellent. doesn't matter whether he tilled it at 50 degrees for eight hours and then seared it at the last second or whether he, you know, <laughs> I'm perfectly happy. I get to eat steak. He cooks it for me. This is good. There's not only one way. People say there's only one way to cook a steak. They can jog on. They tell me yeah. there's only one way to bring a child through to being a successful citizen in my country. I'll say, jog on. There's a million different, you know, there's 
not well, we're a children, little bit more but... we're a little bit longer in the tooth than some of the people who um and rant about this stuff on twitter we knocked around and also we didn't go straight to the classroom and get also we we yeah. we don't believe we we believe in that that as you say making some you know sort of creating functioning happy fulfilled citizens of the future rather mm. than exam automatons that's not that's not the game we're in is it really um no that's not the game we're in and nobody says they're in that game but you know i think if you are knowing that you know you're being judged by the quality of your gcses and the and your progress eight score it's very hard it's very hard not to fall down that rabbit hole isn't it absolutely absolutely right um we've talked a lot about the issues of the day um and i think we should perhaps just open up the discussion on memories and what we remember from school just yeah. before we go to the news, and then we can talk about that more after the news and have some music at the end of the show. Is that okay, Ed? That's fine by me. Right, so you missed... So last week, I spoke very slowly through the survey that, was it Paul Taylor did, wasn't mm -hmm. it? And so we just need to yeah. refresh our memory of that to pick up from it. Um, hang on, save draft. I'm going to bookmarks. Uh, now I'm not going to bookmarks because I've come out of Twitter. Now I'm going to bookmarks. There we are. So I haven't bookmarked anything this week, so I think I should still have it. Oh, my gosh, my data is shocking. What's going on? Twitter's gone to sleep. Elon Musk's bought it. We're not talking about that, are we? Are you leaving it? You said You said you were going to leave, Ed. I can't I find so the book. It might be a little bit previous. I mean, I have to say, I am hugely concerned. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, Twitter was already a cesspit, and it does look like. I mean, I don't know if you saw the figures on what was happening with, you know, it looked like massive networks of bots moving around immediately after the purchase, but um, vastly it, larger it. numbers of Republican bots being sort of yeah, 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 into southern and then, then there was, then... states and things. You know, stuff. Uh, stuff is happening and stuff is intended happening and there's a lot of dog whistly stuff about free speech which is is very unpleasant at a time when we can see um, particularly anti-trans language being you know it's, it's like nothing I've seen before it's terrifying and, yeah. and it happens under the name of free speech I don't I don't feel comfortable my little corner of Twitter with my lovely teacher friends and you know everybody goes oh should we toddle off to Mastodon or something, but the point is that I can bump into wonderful people by chance. You know, I can learn about a great new artist or a great new poet or a great new yeah. musician. That's not going to happen in, in the walled garden um, model of Mastodon. So I don't know, no, I'm still with I think, it just for now. But I, I, I think your move down to Devon as well, you kind of need, you know, because you're quite a cultural sophisticate really ed um yes and, and you know you, you need you need you need you you know if i ever moved down to devon i love devon and love all that free space but you know you probably miss that access to yeah. you know you've got exeter down the road i suppose but you, you know it's not quite oxford or london is it um uh in terms of the, the cultural variety of stuff that's going on there yeah. and so so you know, Twitter's a good link in to like-minded people if you've if you've built your network. So, um, is, anyway, anyway, right, memory, um, come on, memory. memory. So the the, the, the tweet, the, the survey that we were talking about, meant to talk about last week. Now my phone's locked. It's, this is not going well. Okay, here we go. The survey was from Paul Taylor. What do you remember most about your own school days? Please complete this and retweet it. I really need your help. And the results were from two thousand, just over two thousand votes. 
basically um, 12% of 10% of people said they remembered lessons and subjects. Um, 12% extracurricular stuff, the non-classroom stuff, presumably. Um, and then 14% visits and residentials. And 64% said it was the teachers they remembered the most. Obviously, a lot of people said, well, I actually remember my friends most from school. But, but um, uh, you know, so, so that was a resounding... Um, vote for it's not really you know it's that's that saying isn't it it's not what you teach it's how you make people feel Um, Mm -hmm. and of course again going back to the sort of direct instruction the very instructive teaching you know I'm going to teach you very specific bit of chemistry now and you're going to learn it whether you want to learn it need to learn it or care to learn it and that's what it's all about whereas actually you know it's for me and for I think you and I think an awful lot of teachers out there, it's all about relationships and building a relationship with your pupils, whether they're three, eight, 13 or 18. Um, and, and, and then then once you've built that relationship, you can then hopefully get them to fall in love with your subject, your teaching, your personality and the sidetrack conversations that you have mm-hmm. um, on a rainy afternoon when, when you feel yeah. like not teaching a lesson, you know? Um, and um, I think that's really important. And that's what I remember. So, so, so um, I haven't drawn up a list, but I think we ought to talk about a few of the most memorable things from our school days. Um mm. Are we going to do that after the news? Shall we, we do that start after it? the news? Yeah. How long is the news today? The news is eight. Well, the new, the adverts, news and tech update is just coming in under nine minutes today. So okay. that we're now 34 minutes into the show. I, mean, I can I can get a wee and yeah. make a cup of tea easily in that time. Yes, you can. And you also you can have a little bit of a think about maybe the three most memorable people or the three most memorable moments. Or we, I think I'm going to talk just free reign and see where we go with it, to be honest. Um, but um, yeah. OK, so and then we want to leave a bit of time for a bit of music at the end as well. So so that's what we're going to talk about after the news. People, you've got nine minutes to um, either listen to some adverts, news or to go and yeah, make a cup of tea, get another drink. Or um, on another shirt. Okay, um, here we go. Music, news, adverts. Back in eight minutes and forty-three seconds, people. Bye bye. This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group, the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you, too, through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles, and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.withaslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. Imagine a world where you were free to focus on sparking curiosity in your students and giving them access to the awe and wonder of learning. A world where you were supported to deliver a truly personalised education to help all your learners achieve their potential. No need to imagine it, because that's exactly what the Oxford Smart Curriculum Service delivers. Seamlessly integrating curriculum, resources, assessment, next steps and professional development 
every component of Oxford Smart is connected and working to provide you with a uniquely coherent and responsive service that empowers you and your students with transformational effect. The Oxford Smart Curriculum Service. When everything connects, anything is possible. Introducing Bulb. With evidence-based learning at the forefront of education, let Bulb digital portfolios help reshape your educational practice. Bulb helps teachers teach and learners learn. Bulb is an easy-to-use, fully accessible digital platform that captures students' digital learning assets in one place, allowing them to evidence their learning and reflect on their growth. Our dedicated team of education specialists are on hand to ensure the bulb fits seamlessly into all of your teaching practices. Come take a look and get a free account at bulbapp.com. If you're listening to this, then we know we share one thing in common. A passion for the type of outstanding education that every child deserves. That's what makes us the leading provider of specialist education and care. We need people like you to help us achieve even more. With us... You'll be given all the resources and support you need, offered a clear path to career progression, and be rewarded with some of the best salaries and benefits the industry has to offer. We are with a Slack group. If you'd like to find out more, we'd love to hear from you. Visit www.withaslackgroup.co.uk forward slash careers and be part of our future. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. In Wales, head teachers are optimistic that the new term beginning on Monday will be the most normal since 2019. School visits, leavers' events, sports days, awards, fairs, and shows are running for the first time since the pandemic began. New schools advice is due to be issued on Friday, May the 6th. Teaching unions, however, have warned that it is not business as usual and there is still a high risk of COVID disruption. Teaching union, UCAC, summed up mixed feelings saying, hopefully with the weather improving, there will be more opportunities for schools to plan extracurricular activities. However, only time will tell if the infections will rise or not after the Easter break. Karen Brown, head teacher of Millbank Primary School in Cardiff, said, We are not so worried about COVID now, but there were still plenty of cases last term, so we are continuing with good ventilation and hygiene. We are looking forward to things like sports days again. Our plan is to invite parents to that and to our first year six leaver service for two years. We started trips last term and years five and six had an amazing time at Story Arms. We couldn't do that in the last two years. According to new research by the National Literacy Trust, parents spent less time reading, chatting and playing with their children during the pandemic. The Trust surveyed more than 1,500 parents with children under five. Overall, the report found that fewer parents of young children engaged in home learning activities 
reading, chatting, playing, singing or painting and drawing in 2021 compared with 2019, despite spending more time in their home with their child due to the pandemic. Spokesperson Alison Tebbs said, It was such a difficult time for people. There was less support for families. There was less socialisation happening and beneficial activities like going to the park or library were often unable to take place. Reading with children and having conversations is vital for helping their brains develop. One of the reasons two-year-olds act out is because they're trying to communicate feelings which they can't explain verbally. That's why you get tantrums. The more words they have and the more support they get when they communicate, the more in touch they will be with their emotions and with the wider world. This has been your latest Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, this term is known to be one of the hardest. When we're distracted and tired, it's easy to make a mistake and fall for a scam. There are loads of scams out there, but the use of subdomains to give a fake sense of security is one scam that a lot of people fall for. In the interest of keeping you, your family and your friends safe over the next two episodes, I'm going to explain the fake bank message scam and how it can look so believable. First up, we need to discuss how data travels over the internet. If you explore an internet address, let's take Teachers Talk Radio as our example, https www.ttradio.org. There are basically four parts. HTTPS, this is Hypertext Transfer Protocol, with the S standing for secure. Protocols are used for data transfer. The HTTP protocol allows the transmission of HTML or hypertext markup language from a web server to your computer. In basic terms, it lets a web page be requested and viewed. The confusion here is the secure version. Some believe that seeing a site is HTTPS and has a little padlock in the address bar means that you are protected. To some extent, this is true. However, the security certificate for a site simply encrypts or scrambles the transmission. So if it's intercepted, it can't be used. So yes, you are secure from interception but if the owner of a website is dishonest, you're not safe from them. The next three parts are to do with where the web page resides or the address. Like we need a postcode and house number, your computer needs to know where to look for the information you want. WWW is the World Wide Web, a huge network of interconnected networks. TT Radio is the name of the website and .org is the top level domain. Again, simplifying this, .org domains are kept in a kind of phone book that can be accessed by your internet service provider. So to find ttradio.org, .org tells you to look in the .org phone book for TT Radio and return where the website is for your browser to download it. Why don't you ask your pupils, family and friends what they believe the padlock and HTTPS means? You may be surprised at the answer you receive. Next time, we're going to look at how criminals use this misconception to gain your trust. As always, don't forget to check out the TT Radio 2022 Twitter feed. Tell us what you want to know about tech. I'm Steve Woods. And that was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods. Your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Back in the room. Hello? Oh, Ed's on mute. I couldn't find the app. I'd wandered off Podbean. I was wandering around in the recesses of my phone, and you were like, hello, hello, Ed. I could hear the mountain panic as I thumbed through my app. 
Oh. I don't know what that noise is. Is that you? It's me trying to get my cord working. That's meant to be later, isn't it? <laughs> it's not working, <laughs> Ed. Not working. You need to <laughs> <laughs> That just sounds like you've eaten something you should have. Oh, no. That's a terrible noise. There we go. Okay, off we go. Um, off go. Yeah. yeah, no, it's 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 a, it's got even more unpredictable than normal. I think the battery's <laughs> going a bit flat. Um, yeah. Right, so come on then. What do you want to talk about about memories from school? Do we need what to? I remember from school. Look, so there's I got loads of memories from school, and like you know, like you said, most people in the comments just said, "Well, I remember, I remember my mates," you know. Of course you did. You were at that time in your life where you had my mates. Hello? And everything, weren't they? Hello. Your mates. Your mates. Yeah, and you know. remember events with your mates. But I've spoken. Yeah. But, you know, so you remember your mates and you remember your teachers. And that's because our human brains are optimised for that, aren't they? You know, I remember. So, of course, I Well, don't. I think we're optimised for remembering people and, yeah. and how they made us feel exactly. good and bad. We're not optimised for remembering, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I, try, I can't remember. Because I, <laughs> I've I've no. got A levels. I've got A levels in biology and geography and English literature and language, and I can't remember bloody none of it. But interestingly, Honestly, ask me anything. beyond the beyond the Oxbow Lake, it's a mystery to me. Yeah. I remembered it well enough to do the test, but my brain wasn't built for that. But my brain was built for community and for cooperation. So of course, remember the people, you know, and and that's beautiful, isn't it? And then. You know, and I've forgotten all the stuff that I do remember. I've forgotten that I ever learned it. I just feel like I always knew it because that's how my brain works. You know, you know the bits about classroom learning. Mm. That interestingly is the subjects that perhaps I didn't study for the longest that yeah. I remember the lessons of more because because I've studied chemistry for so long. Mm. You know, after school, university, and then and then in industry, um, I. I can remember some specifics of chemistry practical. I can remember having a tour of the of the store, the chemical store uh, yeah. in, in the sixth form. I can remember um, I can remember a few little moments of lessons. You know, bearing in mind that yeah. this is now um, whatever thirty two years ago, or whatever that I did my A levels, yeah. um, but um, or nearly thirty. I remember A levels. Talk about learning. I remember dissecting a rat. Yeah, I remember dissecting a rat. I remember dissecting a rat. Of course I do, but I do. Yeah. You know, I remember that. So, yes, I, I remember, remember the time that I was heating some water, and I don't know what I was heating the water for, but that's completely wrong. I remember that I had the wrong thermometer, and the, I had a thermometer that wasn't meant to go above 30 or something, and the, and the mercury got out, and it was all jiggling around at the bottom of the glass beaker, and the yeah. <laughs> lab technician was very cross with me. With this yeah. mercury bobbling around in boiling water, can you imagine? <laughs> I remember that quite clearly. I don't yeah, know what would. I was meant to be learning. Exactly. I remember on my biology A level biology field course, um, yeah. which we stayed at school for an extra week at the end of term. It was a boarding school, so we had space to stay, and then went to Kimbridge Bay and went to Portland Bill mm. and went to the sand dunes at Studland and stuff. And um, yeah. I remember we, when we went to Kimbridge, I think. We did a rock pool study and a beach transect, and studied the you know the variety the, the kind of different species of, of of seaweed from you know the high high inshore to 
kind of you know low tide or kelp yeah. and stuff at low tide anyway but um i remember collecting lots of winkles and and boiling them in a beaker above a bunsen burner back in the lab and, and eating winkles for the first time mm. um yeah um that's what i'm but but yes you see but no, what i'm saying is not the sciencey stuff so much because i can't remember the first time i saw an aromatic ring a benzene ring you know the six fingered yeah. six figured um um hexagons with with the uh localized delocalized electrons etc blah 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 and i can't remember did i see that for the first time at gcse i don't think so or did i see it in the lower sixth or in the, you know and when did i really understand that or was it or was that more even degree level really yeah. I, I can't you know you can't no, remember you can't. Um, because you and, know the stuff you know that's the difference between your semantic memory and your episodic yeah. memory and we can go exactly that. but uh, so when people say what do you remember from school so today at my school, Chagford Church of England Primary School in the heart of beautiful Dartmoor, yeah. we had visits. Uh, we had a visit from our new patron of reading, Sarah McIntyre, and her friend Philip Reeve, who drove her over because she can't drive yet. And uh, they spent the day at the school, and they did these brilliant, brilliant assemblies. And yeah. Sarah always, when she does school visits, she dresses up. You know, so she wears these beautiful African print dresses that she gets custom made by a friend in Brixton and she wears like a really posh hat and, you know she looks super super glamorous and, and she won't mind me saying that she's also exceedingly tall uh, yeah. she's, you know she's I'm like average height for an adult male and she's she towers over me and she wears the, her heels to accentuate it so those children are going to remember that I swear to you for the rest of their lives there'll be kids remembering when that amazing woman came and did this amazing assembly then she came to our class afterwards and like well, lots of kids had books for her to sign, but even if they hadn't got a book, they were she was happy to sign a picture that they'd done, or she yeah. was signing children's water bottles and hats. You know, they will remember that. What did they learn today? Well, I don't know. That's hard to say. I don't yeah. know if they learned much. You know, if you were going to go about the transfer, we've become a bit obsessed with that, haven't we? Though, but that's, they will that's, remember that for the rest of their we've lives. We've become and a bit obsessed with learning things. Yeah, something. It doesn't mean that the other the stuff day. isn't important. You know, we're getting no. their handwriting improved, and that of course that's important. And yeah, learning their times tables, and they're learning stuff that they will remember for the rest of their lives, and which will be useful for the rest of their lives. But it's not bloody memorable in terms of the experience of learning. No, we're getting a, a visit from an amazing author who just makes you think, "Wow, I wish I could draw like that." Of course, you remember I, that. I remember weird things like Sasha, Sasha Distel always being in the Tricolor French textbooks. Sasha Distel. Um, there was Distel. a band called The Police in Tricolor. I don't think it was the same police because they were playing <laughs> on a tiny little Tricolor. sort of village I, festival stage. I think whoever did the picture didn't really know. But know? I really don't, and, and I remember probably when I was about 10 or 11, 10 or 11, 11 maybe, being taught a lot about the Hundred Years' War by a really boring history teacher he was a decent man he, he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't too autocratic and strict but he was he he he, he just and i just remember him drawing a pair of what you know a pair of boobs on the board really um oh, and right. you know two the two mounds or two hills um okay. and um, <laughs> he didn't draw a pair of boobs on the board but they looked like two sideways <laughs> on side side be lying down lying down um and um he he um and that was just you know the the english were in ascendance at the beginning and i remember the names of the battles and the years Battle of Sluice in in thirteen forty, Battle of Cressy thirteen forty six, mm -hmm. English on the rise. They had the longbow, and then and then we dipped 
right down and we lost a lot. And then you had Henry V came. That was on Edward III to begin with. And then, then we lost loads of stuff. And then we beat the French again at Agincourt with Henry V, 1415. I remember all this yeah. stuff. But there was a Battle of Poitiers, I think, in 1356. And, you know, that's from one lesson, maybe two lessons. In And and yet I've never applied and that. And I remember teacher, that. No? I remember that. Um, that it's weird. Because nowadays, you see, you would have done the, the start of the next lesson. You'd been invited to, uh, you know, retrieve. Do some retrieval practice. You'd have done your retrieval practice, and then that would have looped in. So over the next couple of weeks, you've done that, right? I like, you know, but you know, through the key stage, that memory, to the extent where you would not attach it anymore to that man in that room on that day, because this is what we're doing quite purposefully, removing the episodic from the memory, and. Uh, you know, and saying, no, we're going to put that into deep memory where it feels like stuff we've always known, you know. Yeah. Um, which is a shame, it's a disservice to a man who may not be the most exciting storyteller in the world, but somehow put that knowledge in your brain such that it's still... Uh, but I think I did quite a lot of retrieval practice in my in my education because I you know, remember I was private schooled. It was very traditional. There was a lot mm. of little, you know, there were a lot, there were a lot of tests and, and you know, were but not many exams. Tests? Hmm? Were they, was it low stakes quizzing or did you get beaten if you got them wrong? <laughs> <laughs> well, I never got beaten because I've got a really good memory. Them. I've got, yeah. I've got, I, I, I can learn spellings just like that. You know, I'm really fortunate and I can learn dates and I can learn. And I remember set lists from bands I've been to see and stuff from, you know, 20 or 30 years really? ago. Yeah. Wow. But not all wow. of them, not all of them, but, but, but I remember the ones I cared about. It's the stuff. But so, so again, it's, I think I cared about, history then and i think i quite liked this teacher um he was mm -hmm. quite old and doddery but i think i quite liked him and because i cared about it but but there was there was some stuff i didn't really care about my my rs teacher you know he was really wet he was he was a sweet man i think but but he was he wasn't you know it was well bible stories i'm sorry but i find them really dull or I found them really dull and we just used to do a lot of bible stories and a lot of writing about bible stories and i don't i don't really remember learning them at all you know whereas for some reason i learned this history stuff you know and... them now if i was to say go on tell me tell us about zacchaeus and the sycamore tree would you be able to trick it out or are you like, i don't like, i don't i think i remember there was someone called zacchaeus who went climbed up a tree um yeah. and I, I i you know i know the 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 um prodigal son and the uh Good Samaritan and, I mean, and stuff. I can remember hits, those. Aren't they? This is those are the greatest hits, yeah. The very best the... of Jesus, you know. But do you remember yeah. the tracks in that difficult second album? No. no. <laughs> what about those girls with the lamps and the oil? What about the girl with the lamps and the, the oil? Maccabees? That's not G. Well, Wasn't that a stag weekend, Ed? The girl with the. No, sorry, anyway. Um, I don't know. We entertained ourselves there, didn't we? There's a resounding <laughs> silence in the listenership. Well, we thought that was very funny. <laughs> we, we talked about. We talked about. Um, teachers or not teachers oh it was i know i did it with alex i didn't do it with you it was the first mm -hmm. show that, that that we were supposed to do together or something i can't remember what happened yeah. um and um and spoke about influential people in our childhood not necessarily teachers and mm. i think you know for me the, my housemaster you know was at boarding school when dad died he was i remember him very fondly a lot of people didn't like him he was a bit he was a bit um not schizophrenic's the wrong word. A bit unpredictable, you know. He wasn't. He wasn't mm. consistent. But if you were on the right side of him, 
he was funny and and witty and a little bit menacing, you know, and that was quite interesting. And but he was mm. he was just really kind to me because he, well, you know, that was his job. He had a good reason uh, to be. He yeah. had a good reason yeah. to be exactly. Um, and so obviously remember him from me, and you know. Uh, but but going way back, it's the early teachers, the sort of primary school teachers or, or my pseudo primary school, which I was at the beginning. You know, I remember all their names. I kind of remember what they looked like. I can't remember. I can't remember Mrs. Hutchings very well from year one. And I can't remember. I remember Mrs. Yeah. Bradley from reception. What would have been reception or whatever it was called back then. Um, Mrs. New... I've spoken about Mrs. New with Richard Newbold. Shout out to Richard Newbold. You'll be listening tomorrow, maybe. Um, uh, Mrs. New was definitely a kind of Susie and the Banshees or a or an early Cure fan or something. She wore black, she had a black early. mini, and she was she taught she me. I think awakening, wasn't she? she was probably year three. She was probably taught me in year three, and she was quite cool. Um, she was about twenty years younger than all the other teachers at the school, I think, but but still seemed old to me. Um, and um, yeah, so I remember. I think I pretty much remember all my teachers. I wonder if there's I'd a probably more time for us remembering them. You know, when you are tiny, you live in a world in which you are the centre yeah. of the universe, and the edges of the universe aren't very far out. When I remember thinking, I had this sort of feeling and memory of sitting on my first day at school, sitting on not on the carpet. I don't think it was a carpet. Sitting on the floor, and this strange things going on you know and I sat there and at the end the teacher said Edward was very good he didn't even cry once and I thought I did but uh, nobody noticed so I got away with that um you know but you know so that, that, that's, that's Mrs Headley I think Doreen Headley I believe Mrs Headley Doreen Headley good name strong name is she still out there I kind of hello so. shout out to Doreen Headley and in, in the she's listening tiny... knows Doreen Headley <laughs> Uh, you know, but of course I didn't. You know, she was an adult and I was tiny, and none of it made any sense anyway. And the whole room was full of stuff and smells I hadn't encountered. Kind of not that surprising. Whereas when you're that teenager, so I always remember Mr. Sayers, drama teacher. Everybody remembers their drama teacher, obviously, but he was very, you know, yes. very special man. And he cast me in shows, which I don't think everybody would have done. You know, I wasn't a confident child, but he cast me in, you know, increasingly large parts in school shows. Convinced me that maybe I, you know, had some be good on stage. I remember you'd be pretty, pretty good on stage, I reckon, Ed. But he also, he was the first, the first person, first human I knew who was, who was uh, gay and out and utterly comfortable to talk about it and to counter homophobia when it came up with from children and things. And you're talking actually in the heart of section 28, he did not give a fuck, you know, he was, sorry, I used a bad word, but he was going to, you know, he was, he was who he was. He I was sworn out with that me. word last week. Um... I'm sorry about that. I wish I'd heard that. I honestly, I almost regret going to hear the other thing because I missed you getting a, anyway, do, you know what, do you know what I mean? It's like, so someone like, yeah. at that age when you're coming into yourself and you're learning about your own, yeah. what you're good at, your interests, and he was good at drama and I was interested in that and he was you're also growing into sexuality and he was a person who for whom it wasn't a given you know 
Yeah. Um, you know, everybody else in the world is obviously just assumed to be straight, where he wasn't, and and there was no doubt about that. That's a good. That's a good experience him. to have at school. I you think. Know? I mean, most people probably have that experience, or, or someone at school, but not in our day necessarily. So but it's likely so... to be a place where you encounter someone a little bit, either a little bit other than yourself, and you yeah. encounter that, and that's interesting, and you haven't done that before because your yeah. parents' friends are all very much like them, you know. Yes. Or else you you encounter that someone who's not other from yourself who but who chimes with yourself that might be quite uncomfortable if you meet somebody who you go oh i recognize a bit of myself and i hadn't recognized it before and now i know you know yeah but that's going to happen because you're going to meet this eclectic bunch of weirdos in teaching you have a whole school full of weirdos and, yeah. and one of them's going to chime with you or at least make you think about something whereas you know the people who go to the uh you know to the same anglican church as your as your uh, you know I was going to say stockbroker. My dad wasn't a stockbroker, but you know what I'm saying. You know, you, 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 oh, you know, they, you're not necessarily you've prompted me to, there. To we need to finish other. up. You probably with a stockbroker. I have a very strong memory of a general studies lesson in oh, yeah. in the third form, which would have been what we call year nine now. And my general studies teacher was he was pretty close to retirement. A guy called Trevor Dorr. He was an organ scholar from Cambridge. He played the organ in the Abbey and he was a brilliant organist. And he was but he was a really rather he was a very funny man, I think, but he wasn't very funny for us guys who who were, you know, about uh, fifty years younger than him. And um he he um was talking about in general so he was talking about sort of different jobs you could do as as um, when you grow up, you know, different types of career. And he wrote on the board, um, stockbroker. And bearing in mind that half of my contemporaries in the classroom's dads were probably stockbrokers. And then he wrote the word parasite next to it. And I just remember, I, I can't remember the context of why he wrote the word parasite next to it or, or how he managed to get the word parasite next to the word stockbroker in the context of that lesson. And sort of subvert, um, you know, <laughs> half the, te- the children's parents that he was teaching. Yeah. I thought it was quite funny. Right, Ed, we, we're already over time, and you've got a great ukulele song to play us out with, I believe. So, Can you guess what it is, though. Oh, is it topical? Um, uh, is it about what physics? What we've been talking about? Is it about what we've been talking about? Memories, memory. Oh, memory by by Elaine Page. <laughs> Well, you're T.S. Eliot, my friend. <laughs> well, <laughs> Elaine okay. has the uh, privilege of... Uh, well, you're not by Elaine, no. I'll do the first couple of verses and then we'll pack it in because we've gone over yeah. and we said we wouldn't. Midnight, not a sound from the pavement Has the moon lost her memory? She is smiling alone In the lamplight The withered leaves collect at my feet And the wind begins to moan Memory alone in the moonlight I can smile at the old days I was beautiful then I remember The time I knew what happiness was Let the memory 
live again. That was seriously, that was really lovely, Ed. Oh, man, and can we have some and, random Korg noises now? <laughs> and, and, and no, 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 I'm not going to I'm not going to do it. I did earlier on and the, the battery's definitely waning. Um, but my mum loves Elaine Page's show tunes on Radio yeah. 2. And so um, I'm going to try and um, play her the end of the show show oh, and the end of the show show because she will really appreciate that. She, she nearly listened to one of our shows the other day, but she, she can't really work out how to get the link and stuff. She finds it very yeah. hard. Um, anyway, that was lovely. A nice little chat about memory there. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, oh, I think we and, set the world to rights. I think we sorted a lot of things out. We so sorted a lot good. of things out at the beginning as, as well. Um, <laughs> never ending meandering. I do. I know I, I realized that I, sort of see the world a bit differently to many teachers but also i like to challenge the status quo and mm-hmm. and and challenge people's hard first Ooh, I could do status quo next week do some status quo next week yeah, yeah. I, I saw status quo at glastonbury 2009 they were awesome i have to say only time i've seen them um but they they they, they you know it works right anyway thanks for listening right. lucy you are a star thank you for your comments on the she chat lucy she, she, she talked about tricker law she talked about zacchaeus it's always lovely to have you listening to us. Thank you, Lucy, and commenting. And um, thank you for saying it was entertaining. Thank you for those of you who listened back. We will speak about something else next week. And Ed and I may try and speak to Tom about getting an earlier slot. <laughs> um, but um, <laughs> there we go. All right. All right take mate. care, everyone. Look after take, yourself, and Ed, you take care. Look after night. yourself. Have a good week. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.